We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service, like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dorch. You're listening to the Uncontested What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, the 1.30 a.m. edition. Uh, we're just going to cold open this bad boy with the only <laughs> song that I think is appropriate. Here we go. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again We've come a long way from where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again When I see you again Whoa. I like oh, how we Taylor. get the Taylor version of it. Taylor, that God, was indistinguishable that. from the real <laughs> thing. Golden pipes, man. <laughs> I, I figured. Uh, I've been uh, told that before. <laughs> <laughs> I've been compared to a mix between Fergie and Jesus. And Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gentlemen, guys. Woof. Emergency 1.30 a.m. podcast. What happened? 
Where are we? Who I am was, I? My ass was on the couch about to play some Call of Duty. I was in bed. I was about to go to sleep. <laughs> Justin's currently pulling a Harry Potter podcasting in the the cupboard under the under the stairs. That is correct. I'm like hunched over a stool. The microphone is propped up on some puzzles. It's delightful. He's awaiting his acceptance letter to Taking Hogwarts School of Witchcraft team. and Wizardry. I've been waiting for that yeah. for 19 years. Same, bro. Same. <laughs> Guys, uh, the Thunder have traded James Johnson. Ooh. I like Steve. I like what you did there. They've done a lot of trades. I'm really confused, and apparently they're all, all intertwined and related. Stephen <laughs> Adams, yeah, Stephen oh. Adams is apparently on his way there out the door. I think when that tweet came across the timeline, this was all of our reactions. Yeah, I absolutely, shit my pants. Oh man, what a tribute! <laughs> what a tribute! Oh my gosh, oh. I feel like. We all knew this was coming, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I, I don't know. I feel like I've kind of been like gung-ho on the pod of like, yes, we need to trade Steven. Steven will be traded. He won't be on this team. But then it was always followed up and caveated with like, and if and when that happens, it's going to suck. Or it was and always I, followed up with, maybe they won't be able to trade that contract. He's the culture setter. He's the next yeah. Nick Collison. He's going to be around. He's going to sign a team-friendly True. deal. He's still well, young. I'm I'm here to verify it does indeed suck. Yeah, <laughs> it ain't fun. Yeah, it. Uh, but I was just thinking about like having to get on like a podcast in the near future, and just like going through like our top Stephen Adams moments and like doing like a tribute podcast to him. And it's just mm. like I really started to get sentimental there. Uh, Makes me want to go smash some steaks. Smash some steaks, and then you have Man. like set the pick on Beverly. You have the quote that Jacob played. You have the hell Mary from this season. You have so many memories. The staff I'm just rose. thinking about his book. I'm the just thinking about his book he wrote that I yes. that uh, yep. a lot of Thunder fans have read. Such a such a good insight into Steven's life. Absolutely incredible dude. Uh, incredible teammate. I mean, the fact the most low maintenance. You, don't right? don't get me wrong. Like NBA players are kind of like <laughs> Go super on. high maintenance, like swaggy type of dudes, and, and rightfully so. I mean, shit, Shea Gilgis Alexander just did a Louis Vuitton shit today. Yeah, he did. And Our Steven guy, Adams Poku, wears the same dripping. pair of shoes. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Poku's pulling up. Or, yeah, he's pulling up in style, man. But you know, Steven Adams wore the same pair of shoes for the entire season. You know, like the dude With his shows face up on in, them. Yeah, the dude shows up in. In camo shorts and a and a hoodie and some and bright orange flip flops with his face on them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but my goodness, when he put okay. on that suit, he looked like an angel. That is oh, true. Yeah. The Chris Paul, yeah, yeah just, that tailored suit. At least that, we had this last season, guys. That's right. Well, um, hey, at, at least well, at least there's also women left in Oklahoma City for the rest of us now. No <laughs> Kelly Oubre, no Stephen Adams, no Ricky Rubio. <laughs> that really uh, changed quickly in a few days. Yeah, it really did. I mean, when Oklahoma City's what they've traded with a third of the league now since uh, the moratorium yeah, over. lifted. Over, yeah. I think it's, tw- it's I think it's up to eleven or twelve teams. Almost half the league it is yeah. absolutely wild. Um, Sam Presti in his bag. Thunder will have traded with twelve teams since the moratorium lifted. If this Pelican Nuggets three way deal goes through in five days, Sam Presti has made deals with more than one third of the NBA. Yeah, so that's so, insane. Mad man. I, I feel like we've kind of beat around the bush here a little bit, um, but it seems uh, per reporting from Woj, from Stein, from 
shams from from everybody that the Thunder are getting in as a third, technically a fourth team in the Drew Holiday trade to Milwaukee. Now, from what I understand so far, guys, and again, we're recording this at 1.30 a.m. Saturday morning. I think when we wake up, we'll have a little more details. Yep. But from what I understand, it's a four-team trade kind of strictly because Denver's 2023 first-round pick that they traded right. uh, to – uh, to get R.J. Hampton, yep. That pick instead is just getting rerouted to Oklahoma City. So really, the only thing Denver's offering in this is first that rounder. first is a, is a, a, a rerouting of a pick, right? Right. So essentially, um, we're trading Stephen for a uh, a lottery protected first rounder and two future second rounders, uh, plus some salary that has yet to be clarified, which is probably yeah. coming from the Bucks or another team. Yeah. Now here's the wild part. Um, originally Keith Smith, who just came on the podcast last night, <laughs> said there have been discussions tonight that grew to involve as many as seven teams involved I in one it. trade. Dallas, Detroit, Houston, Milwaukee, the Pelicans, OKC, Philadelphia. That's this wild. will likely break up into smaller trades, but there was a seven-team version talked about at one point. And then um, Keith followed up with that a little while later and saying, you know, it's looking like they're going to simplify it into um, smaller trades. Um, but the, the luxury that, that – he said something along the lines of the luxury that OKC has right now is that they can kind of uh, structure all these t- – these trades with multiple teams they've agreed to to be able to extract the most assets. So, for yep. example, they can bring in a Philly uh, to one of these, you know, the, the Philly trade for Horford, they can bring that into one of these trades to extract more value. Uh, one trade we haven't talked about quite yet, you just briefly mentioned earlier, Jacob, uh, the Thunder are trading James Johnson to the Mavericks in a three-team trade with OKC, Dallas, and and uh, Detroit, where um, DeLon Wright will be going to Detroit uh, James Johnson will be going to uh, to Dallas, and then OKC will get uh, Trevor Reza and Justin Jackson. Else? Justin Jackson, that's right. And, and then, then uh, another first round we pick. Don't, yeah, we do, we don't know the picks on that. Oh one no, yet. that's right. Okay, that, they haven't been announced. But. So when it was all like announced at once, like Shams tweeted out the Stephen Adams news, and then Woj broke the and Woj and Stein both separately started breaking out this uh, Dallas trade, and so at one point, just like. Keith tweeted out, it seemed like this was going to be like a monster, like six team trade. Um, just absolute madness tonight. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, we don't even have time really tonight to get into all the other madness just outside of OKC, but uh, just a crazy week for Thunder fans. Yeah, let me Free, tell you something. Free agency real quick, lived up to the hype. Oh, oh yeah. So <laughs> let me tell you something real quick, though. And like, if you're listening with the kids in your car, earmuff them real quick. Because uh, <laughs> Jacob's he's about, about to use the potty words. And maybe it's just because I'm freaking tired because it's 140 and I've done like 10 <laughs> hours of live stream plus podcast this week. Uh-huh. And radio. But if Sam Presti, if I'm the GM of another team and Sam Presti calls me up at midnight and says, hey, can I get you in on the seven-team deal? I'm going to tell that guy to fuck off and leave me alone. <laughs> can you imagine getting... Hey, I'm can taking I my ball and I'm going deal? home. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That is I'm pretty, absolutely so ridiculous. stupid. I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah, if I was the GM oh. and I saw Presti's name light up on my phone, I'd treat it like I do the uh, car warranty people and just like instant decline. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be locking not. up my first round picks in a safe somewhere and burying it in the backyard. <laughs> Look, Sam, I'll call you. Don't you ever call me. <laughs> it's wild, man. So, so yeah, it seems as though 
the Thunder are going to be bringing back the salaries that were probably coming from Milwaukee to New Orleans in that trade. Uh, we don't know what the, the second round picks are. But, gentlemen, here's the thing. In the James Johnson trade, the Thunder is getting back Justin Jackson, a 25-year-old wing, and Trevor Ariza. If this this New Orleans trade goes through kind of as we think it, it, it may, that's going to be Eric Bledsoe and George Hill. All four of those players are flippable. Absolutely. We're going to be podcasting in 24 hours talking about sure how they flip those assets. True, true. And I'm not even sure. I mean, you can reroute Ariza again. I mean, it all God, depends on Ariza. how— Oh, right? oh my god, he's been on four teams in a week <laughs> and hasn't moved. The Luke Rittenauer but, tour. Yeah. Well, and like what's crazy about that is we've talked about this compressed time frame. Like it's not like normal free agency. Right. Like camp starts soon. In a week. Nine days. <laughs> week and a half. Like, Nine days. Eventually he's gonna have to move somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs camp? Yeah, like I can just imagine that Presty has called these guys. And just said, "Hey, don't don't pack your bags yet. I'm still on the yeah. on the phone." Um, yeah, unlike R.J. Hampton, probably. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, that was hilarious. <laughs> Woj probably gave him a heart attack. And that's the yeah. thing. I don't think he was like throwing shade, like because all the OKC fans were like, "Oh my gosh, R.J. Hampton doesn't want to play in OKC." No, he just like he's a young kid who just got drafted, or young man who just got drafted was right. excited about his spot, was looking into places to get settled, and all of a sudden he's hit with this bomb and thinks that he's going to have to. <laughs> to pack up and move a day after being traded. Uh, but that's a complete side note. Uh, I think what I was getting into is just the fact that, I mean, Jake, you talked about Trevor Ariza, potentially like Eric Bledsoe. Some of these guys are turning. Again, going back to Keith Smith's point that he tweeted out, we don't know how these trades are all going to come together and intertwine and be related. So there's ways where Presti can flip some of these guys to some of these other teams. Now, Again, we're going to have to take contract back at some point. Um, I think it really comes down to the points and uh, the points. Can we just pay like the, the, picks the picks and assets. that are just hanging out? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Can we just cut the, the picks a check? Can we just cut the league a check? Yeah. I think I tweeted out that uh, between Sam Presti, uh, Griffin, uh, and uh, Rich Paul, they might just start their own uh, NBA or their their own basketball league here in another year or two. Love it, madness. Now, so, you know, oh. all in all, I the return they got for Adams is great, I think. You know, we we talked about would they even be able to to turn that contract right. over? Right. That's a good uh, yeah. And the return they got is pretty good. Um a first and two seconds. I mean, we don't know the yeah. salary coming back yet, but that's way more yeah. than I thought they would get. For right. an expiring Adams. It's not like right. a, for an expiring uh, Adams. And then just falling, I'm not to interrupt you, Justin, but uh Woj apparently I think this is on Sports Center, because I didn't see him tweet it. Um this was something that somebody, you know, tagged him in saying that he said this, but apparently um the Pelicans really would like to keep him long term after this year also. Yeah. Well, you know, all that's nice, but sitting here at one forty-five in the morning, like I just <laughs> with so much, confusion. I have a, I have a Stephen Adams-sized hole in my heart at the moment. Yeah. True, <laughs> that's that's how I feel. Um, just thinking just... about like, sorry, Taylor, do you no, have no, no, actual so, news? No, 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 no. Somebody just uh, no, not really. Just to your point, somebody <laughs> photoshopped Stephen Adams again, kind of like you did earlier, Justin, in a uh, Stephen Adams uh, jer- or in a uh, Pelicans jersey behind the Pelicans home court. It, it was, like, looks the first wrong. Thing I saw it, it just does. looks wrong. It's just so weird. Can you guys imagine um, when he comes back next season? 
I mean, he'll, no. he'll get a tribute video, but like. But will there even be fans <sighs> to watch it? Also true. That's a good Which point. Sucks. There's going to yeah, release it on like, Twitter. <laughs> I don't know. Outside of Russ, I mean Russ, KD, that's it, right? Those are the only the only departures that feel like this as a Agreed. Thunder fan, right? He was one of those foundational pieces from back in those days. He was drafted right around then, and uh, yep. yeah, kind of that, you know. And now we're officially turning the the page and. It was the Honestly, more than that. It's kind of like yeah, a new the, book. <laughs> yeah, the yeah for sure. The, it's the the centerpiece of the James Harden trade, right? It's such a such well. a a big part of Oklahoma City's story, not just because of his tenure, but because of what you just said, Jacob. You know, being the James Harden trade is you know arguably the defining moment of the Thunder franchise at this point, better or worse. And it, he he he's the return for that, and I think. Yeah, could it have been Giannis? Sure. <laughs> and that would have been a totally different defining moment. But, uh, Steven, I mean, Steven Adams was just, he was the guy that he was always there. He was all, he always seemed to be around the big moments. He wasn't the Russell Westbrook hitting the game-winning shot, but he was giving the assist or the screen. Uh, and just I always mean, he, he was to... the, He assisted Russ on the on the... God, what was it? Forty foot buzzer beater to beat yeah. Denver. Denver. That's literally what I was just the miss free throw. Head. The yeah, the miss free throw. Uh, that's another great one where uh, he throws it back to Russ. Russ hits that three. Ugh, just so many. He memories. got punched by Zach Randolph and didn't realize it. <laughs> so one thing that's... I just saw on Twitter, um, somebody mentioned the Golden State trade. That's never been officially the Kelly Oubre Jr. trade, where they're just going to trade him into the trade exception that Golden State has, where they're just going to pay like $80 million to have Kelly Oubre for one season. Anyways, uh, that still hasn't been announced yet. Like, that's another trade that they could somehow <laughs> throw into this all. It's just madness. It's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on with it. Um, gentlemen, there's so much stuff to break down. Um, this week has been absolutely wild. Rob uh, Perez, imagine being an NFL star and seeing the news that Jakob Pertl makes more than you. <laughs> For um, real, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we have so much stuff. I mean, we, we're not even going to touch on what else is happening in free agency tonight, which has been wild. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to continue to be wild. Um, but... You know, I think we just wanted to hop on here and talk for a little bit about Steve, about this trade. Justin, like you said, a, a foundational piece. And I was going to mention not only a foundational piece, but I think really the heart and soul of what Sam Presti and, and the organization, the coaching staff, um, really wanted this franchise to represent, which was selflessness, uh, sacrifice, um, caring more about the team than yourself. He was also raised in the league by Nick Collison and Kendrick Perkins, who are really the caretakers. Yeah. I know I know Russ and KD were the best players on the team and get all the notoriety, and rightfully so. But Collison and Perkins were like, they were the backbone and the culture of the team. Yeah. Um, they, were, they were like the parents of the team, and they brought up Steven Adams, and he... That's a I, good I, point. We really saw Steven Adams kind of, uh, you, you know, have those those traits and you could see like just watching Steve play, you're like, Oh yeah, Collison and Perkins raised this kid, you know? And and I think that was really big. Not maybe not on the court, but in the locker room, in the franchise, uh, 
just his attitude was really big for Oklahoma City, and and that feels like a massive loss. Both when Durant and Russ were still here um, into that transition where we had Russ and PG and even Mello, and then even after, um, you know, we shoot, there was even transitions in between. You had the Russ MVP year, and Steven was kind of a constant through all that. You, then you had the Russ PG era, and then this, this whatever that you want to call last season. Um, I think that's a really good point, Jacob. Yeah, I think his his impact on the team, you know, it, it was easy to get frustrated with Steven on the floor sometimes. And, you know, his, his tendency to look great in the first quarter and then fizzle after that or maybe not mm-hmm. hold his own against some of the best centers in, his, in the league at times. True. But it was everything else that made Steven one of the favorites. It was his personality. It was like you said, Jacob, his selflessness, his attitude. He was always good for a quote <laughs> post game uh, or at practices. And I think that it's going to be interesting to see who fills that role on the team. Um, who, who takes the culture setting role, especially with these young guys. Uh, it'll, I think that's going to be an important piece. And that was the one way that I could like kind of talk myself into the thunder keeping Steven when we had those debates was that that role is important for a a group of, you know, mostly guys who can't legally buy a beer in the United States yet. Uh, Having a guy like Steven around can be a little bit of a culture setter and a rock for them. They're not going to have that now. And Chris Paul's gone and, you know, Horford, Probably not. If Horford's around, it I don't know. That doesn't feel like him. Um, it'll be I, interesting. I feel like it will be Horford. I mean, he's going to be around. I feel like it has to be just because it, by default. of his right. age, but that, that doesn't feel like his strong suit. Like well, he's, he, also I don't loves, feel like he's ever been known for that. Yeah, fair. That's a good point. Maybe yeah, not vocally. And, and I tweeted this earlier, but longest tenured member of the Oklahoma City Thunder now is Hamadou Diallo. As it should be. Incredible. <laughs> That's wild. That is so that is we all laughed. Absolutely wild. We all laughed when Taylor's brother bought a custom Diallo jersey. But who's laughing like now? Three years ago. Yeah, yeah he's, exactly. He's the only he's the only one that has With a jersey a of a jersey. current Thunder yeah. player. Ugh, now I, so I don't true. know I don't know this and I'm too tired to Google it right now. Um <laughs> was Mark Dagnall a grad assistant at Florida whenever Al won the chi- won the title down there? Ooh, that's a good point. That is I think a great I question. think maybe that's a little too far back, but it's a possibility. That'd be um, kind of cool. So well, that's so what I was going to mention, though. Like this does maybe allow a light tie there. This does allow Dagnall to come in and just really, um, you know, kind of get his hands on everything. You know, he kind of gets to be the guy. He kind of gets to be that presence and yep. set the culture. You're right. That's a good, a great way to put it, Justin. Um, obviously, and you, you do hear need about some the that guy. presence, but. Yeah, and everything you hear about the guy is he's like one of the greatest dudes ever as far as just a human being, you know. Which and that's is, yeah, kind of what you, what you want. But Justin like you mentioned like somebody has to step up and, and kind of be for lack of a better term the adult in the room. Uh you don't want this to become a Philadelphia 76ers issue where you know they had Jalil Okafor fighting people out in like the the streets and uh Nerlens Noel trashing a, you know apartments and uh, just a lack of discipline because there was no veteran leadership. It was just a whole bunch of kids making True, millions yeah. of dollars. Like you, yeah. you need somebody there, like the cocaine circus bulls. Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. Um, 
two more things I want to touch on, and then we'll get out because we don't we don't want to stay here late. Uh, number one is I want to talk about Stevens fit in New Orleans because holy shit, um, Stephen Adams and Nerland or Stephen Adams and Zion Williamson front line uh, is going to be like when Bane snapped Batman's back. They're just going to kill everybody. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> oh Poku is going to get his ass beat by those two. That's, it's wild to think about. That's kind of the worst the part. It's like Steven's still in the West, so we have to see him a lot. <laughs> yeah, right? That yeah. kind of sucks. I mean, we were just talking during uh, during our draft live stream about pairing a center next to Zion. Um, little did we know it would be Steven Adams. Um, you know, that those are two very large bodies. It'll be interesting to see how much they play alongside each other. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, obviously, if they're wanting to wanting to extend him long term, like Woj is apparently reporting, or I shouldn't say extend. Sorry, that's it's late. Um, if they want to re-sign him after this season, you would think that they're planning on playing them together. Um, obviously, it gives you flexibility. Right. They'll probably play some small ball lineups uh, depending on the you know the matchups and the the timing of the game where Zion would be playing the, the five. But to your point, Justin, I think you could probably, they, they're probably expecting them both to play together. If they're spending this money on Steven, at least for this season. Um, and that's, that's kind of the beauty of it, right? Is Steven isn't expiring. Um, yep. Obviously we know he's going to be great down new Orleans and everybody's going to fall in love with them off the court, but on the court, if it doesn't work, you don't have to sign up to a new contract. Um, so it really is. I, I kind of like it for new Orleans. Jackson Hayes can continue to develop uh, under Steven. Yeah, that's a great point, too. They do have Jackson Hayes. Um, and what a great yeah. guy for Jackson to learn from. To learn yeah, from, exactly. Right. right. Yeah, Steven's work ethic seems to be good. He seems like that. that's who you would want a young guy to model their game off of, um, especially when it comes to you know all the stuff, that the prep that, that goes into it. He. He's never struck me as like a gym rat, but he strikes you as a guy that that knows the right way to act and the right way to to go about his business. And just his instincts and IQ on the court is just uh, yeah, yeah, it's big time. Um, also, Justin, you'll appreciate this being a graphic designer. Uh, those uh, Thunder employees who had to create all those graphics for all those players yeah. that are no longer here anymore. <laughs> uh huh. Shout out, uh, shout out, Robbie Poulain. Um, I've been messaging with him a little bit and, uh, it's been a week. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. <laughs> I imagine. I'll put it that way. Goodness. I can imagine. Um, Hey guys, last thing before we log off of here, um, just hit me with just one Steven Adams moment. It can be on court. It can be off court. doesn't matter. One Steven Adams moment that just sticks in your head that five, 10 years from now, Whenever this team is fully into the like, like Taylor said, not even the next chapter, but the next book, uh, the sequel, right? And and they're you know hopefully deep in the playoffs and com- and competing for titles and all this. And you think back to, um, you you think back to Stephen Adams. So mine mine what is, is my moment? first impression. My first impression of Stephen Adams came through um, that video of him house hunting. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Boomtown just retweeted it. I was Did they? That yeah. Also. It's perfect. So it, it's a video of him just like looking at these like generic Oklahoma suburb houses and the comments that he makes about them and like the way that he was house hunting is incredible. He's like climbing on the fence at one point. 
he's like tugging on curtain rods and all kinds of stuff like that. Like it, it's incredible. And I feel like it's like the epitome of Steven Adams and what you said earlier, J- <laughs> Jacob, of like his low maintenance uh, tendencies. You definitely Just get that. In go that with the video. blow. Uh-huh. Kind of acts like a child sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor, what's your moment? What's your flashbulb moment? That's going to stick with you. Oh, about Steven? Man, that's so hard. Um, I mean, like I said, I'll always remember the uh, the screen on Beverly, um, but I think just the, it just like it, it it really just makes so much sense too. Just knowing Stephen's personality that this would happen to him, I think that makes it even more funny. And at the time, we were super pissed off, but Draymond Green kicking him in the nuts. I mean, <laughs> just iconic. Yeah, definitely uh, that one. That one's a good one uh, for me. It's number one. It's his humor. Right. right, he's right. the like. I love his sense of humor. He is like the funniest dude ever. Um, but then, I, I I think the moment when I really fell in love with him as a player, just because of his attitude, was when um, when Zach Randolph punched him in the face in that Memphis first round series in his first year in the league, and, and he, just, he got asked about it uh, after the game because that was Game Six, and Randolph got suspended going right. into Game oh, Seven. Oh yeah, and right. They asked was him huge. about it. Yeah, and he said, I don't know. I just can't wait to get out there and play my ass off. And that was like his Mm -hmm. MO for his entire career. Like it wasn't I want to get out there and play my ass off for game seven. It was I want to get out there and play my ass off for my entire career. I I want to sacrifice my body. I want to screen. I want to play defense. I want to be a high IQ guy. I don't want shots. I don't want stats. I don't want accolades. Um, Just – that pers- that part of his personality, the on court aspect uh, of just being a badass, you know, yeah, uh, and the glue yep. guy, yeah, definitely. Now, uh, now he's in New Orleans with our guy Stan Van Gundy, build an effing wall, That's and they're going to so be able true. to build oh, a really big Steven effing wall with Stephen so, Adams oh, and Zion so Williamson. Good. We need to pull back that uh, the throwback sounder with the clip of Mello saying steven adams is a monster like somebody yeah. from game monster. of thrones or something <laughs> yeah that's a great one that's a great one all right guys um dudes thank you for hopping on a 1 a.m podcast uh to Always. talk steven adams <laughs> it's uh it's I'm been a week to go to bed mm-hmm. it's been a week oh yeah oh yeah I, you guys ready to pot again like six hours no shit get ready for the <laughs> trevor reads trade that's coming up pretty soon yeah, that's right all right well guys Thanks for tuning in. We'll have more for you, of course. <laughs> give it give it 12 hours. We'll have more for you. <laughs> if you haven't already yet, I don't know what you're doing, but go subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to The Uncontested. Follow us on Twitter at The Underscore Uncontested. We're also on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're going to start live streaming a lot of these podcasts as well. We just didn't live stream a 2 a.m. pod because nobody's up. <laughs> we'll be back with you and guys Justin soon. And Justin and our undies. We should have done it. Should have done it in Justin's uh, Harry Potter closet. We will. We will be back with you guys soon. Please stay safe and thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns, legends whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.